0: Look out to the midnight sky. All Hallows Eve draws near. Pull the curtains closed as we descend into fear. Gather around by bubbling brew for visions of a haunting scene. There's toil and trouble. During koala talks,
1: Halloween.
2: Welcome back, mortals, to Koala Talks Halloween. I am Mrs. K,
0: and I'm Mr.
3: K. And today we watched Thirteen Ghosts.
2: This is the 2001 version, which was a remake of the film from
3: 1960. And you know the uh, they replaced the T in the E. For a one and a three. So, which is. 13 in ghosts. Yeah.
0: Which spells out exactly how this whole movie is going to go. Cause that's kind of silly.
2: Cause it makes no sense.
0: Cause it makes no sense.
2: <laughs> I will give you, as best as I can, a synopsis of this film. It is hard to follow. So, this is the first time that I've seen this. And you said you saw it when you were little, but you yeah, don't remember really it. I saw remember. it when
0: I was a kid and it freaked me out. And I always thought it was a real horror movie until I just rewatched it.
2: So it starts off there is this kind of like an eccentric millionaire, billionaire type guy, and he is trying to collect ghosts. He has this psychic played by Matthew Lillard. I saw that he was in this film. I thought this was going to be. A lot better of a film, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So Matthew is a psychic. He is named Dennis, and the millionaire is Cyrus. And they are trying to collect the 12th ghosts, I think it was. And you also see these two ghost right activists, I guess you can call them. They are sticking up for the ghost, saying, oh, you can't collect them and during the process the ghost like well it kind of goes a little bit haywire and the ghost kills people. Flash forward to this family scene you have two kids named Bobby and Kathy and then they have their mom and then their dad Arthur. They're all happy family until the mom is sadly perishes away in a house fire. And then fast forward again a few months, they are in their house with their babysitter, Miss Maggie. Dad is struggling with finances when he hears that his uncle Cyrus has passed away, and he decides to go with his uncle's lawyer to the house with his kids, so that way he can get money. He gets the key to the house. They open up the house, but the house is very strange in that it's made of glass and there's this strange writing on it. That's when Dennis, the psychic, pops up. He doesn't immediately say that he's a psychic. He says that he's an electrician or something like that with the power. He's trying to get into the house, and but warn the family to stay away. They all enter the house, including the lawyer, and... The dad says to the kids, oh, make sure you stay with the babysitter. Don't touch anything. Don't cause any trouble. Of course, they immediately start to run around the house because they're kids and they just want to have fun. The psychic goes into the basement and discovers that the ghosts are all locked up and he goes to tell the dad, hey, there, I know you're not going to leave me. I'm a psychic. I worked with your uncle. Stay away from this house. Get away now. Of course, the dad doesn't believe him. Who would believe that the, there's ghosts in the basement? And just kind of brushes him off. Meanwhile, the lawyer is going down into the basement. I don't know if he intentionally set off the trap of the house or not, but he starts.
0: No, they. he didn't know. It was a briefcase of money that he was going to get paid because he had set it up for after his death for the lawyer to get paid to go give him the stuff. And he sets it off by taking it off, but he didn't know.
2: He seems like he knew a little bit, though.
0: He knew that it wasn't as it seemed, but there's no way he knew that he was setting it off. Okay. And then I think we should leave it there, and then we'll do spoil- spoilers at the end.
2: Okay. Sounds like a plan.
0: On a uh, side note, do you know where Matthew Matthew Lillard was is born? Was born? Where he's born? No. Do you know where he's originally from? No. From from Lansing, Michigan. No way. That's, we were originally from Michigan. Mm -hmm. that was interesting um
3: so he's famous from scooby-doo right yeah he played shaggy and
1: scream. he played this as if
0: right he was in a scooby-doo movie yeah he he's he's the only one who didn't take it seriously the other guy you know the monk guy Mm -hmm. tony i don't know his last name but the guy who plays in monk and he plays exactly like almost exactly like he was in monk but he took like, it. He like, oh no! This is a serious movie. Where Matthew Lillard was like, no, this is a goofy movie.
2: Yeah, I think I think Matthew played it right. But he was also in Scream, right? Was this before or after Scream came out?
3: I'm not sure. I don't. I don't
2: know. Look it up real quick.
3: I'm not sure if it was or not.
2: Because this was all about the same time. Because it it had to have been Scream, and then. scooby-doo was coming out so let me go over the
3: things that are bad in this movie there's so many scream was
2: 1996 and and first of all
0: i want to say that i think it's a cult classic there's people a lot of people that love this movie i'm just gonna go over the stuff that i dislike and then we go over stuff we like Mm -hmm. now i know it was out in 2001 but this screams in 90s to me like late 90s oh yeah like They'd written in 95. The acting feels very 90s. Um, and there's actually really good 90s acting movies, but this is like the quintessential, terrible one liners, terrible acting, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, yes, they're good, but I think the stuff that they were given was so bad that you can't even overcome some of it. Um, and some of it's like on the nose. They wanted you to go, oh, this is dumb. Like the line of, where'd the lawyer go? He must have split. <laughs> After the lawyer was the first one to die by getting split in half by a glass closing.
2: I know, that one got me at how silly that one was.
0: I mean, that's such on the nose that maybe that was a sign that they didn't take the movie seriously at all.
2: The other one was when the babysitter said something like, oh, well, if I make it out alive, I got to get a raise. Like, how are you thinking about money in that moment?
0: Yeah, but that's not on the on the nose necessarily, because the other one early on was something like, "Uh, oh, your late uncle," and the son was like, "Well, what what was he late? For? <laughs> what, what, oh, yeah. what what was he late for?"
2: <laughs> and then how the son was so into death after his mom passed away. It was right. I think they were trying to make a joke out of it, but it just came off as sure. we're trying too hard. It's not funny.
0: Yeah, but that. <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. There's some other like eighties into I I mean into the present where you have kids that are obsessed with monsters and vampires, death and you know, the Goonies, the Lost Boys, like you younger kids. I- I've always kind of liked those kind of movies. Right. And this but it seems kind of close. This <laughs> was only like six months ago, right? Right. And
1: he exactly. was kinda flipping
0: about it. And exactly. he tells the uh lawyer like my mom just died in the house fire. You're like, okay, Bobby. Is that his name? Bobby or Billy?
2: Bobby, um.
0: Okay, so the acting was terrible. The writing was horrendous. The editing okay. was the worst thing oh, yeah, I've ever yeah. seen yeah. in any movie. The jump cuts. Yes. I mean, I, I almost had a seizure watching this movie. I
2: know, I know. That's what I was going to say. One of the um, criticisms about this is that it, with the way that it's cut, it looks like it'll give people seizures.
0: Yeah, I'm sure some people left the theater on a cart. Yeah. Going going to the hospital cuz if they have any type of epilepsy or something you are going to have it in this one.
2: I even if you don't, I mean I had to look away. Half of this movie is flash 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 flash.
0: Right. I mean the I will say that the editors really wanted to make sure that the breasts of the one woman were always in frame though. And so <laughs> You know, they knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Another criticism. Okay, so remember how I said that this house is made of glass, blah, blah, blah. So I wrote it down. Apparently, this is called ectobar glass, and it's supposed to be sound and shatterproof, right? Do you remember what happens at the end of the movie?
0: Right, it shatters.
2: All the glass shatters. So you can't even follow... What your own rules are that's another part of that i don't like about this movie
3: yeah sure but i mean
2: i'm a stickler <laughs> for things like that if you say it yeah, can happen okay, so we follow through plot,
0: the
3: plot the um
2: now what i say that they did do right i do like the idea of there's the 12 ghosts and it talks about how each of them has its own name. I wish they would have gone a little bit more in depth in the actual movie with what kinds of ghosts they were.
0: Right. Maybe that we should maybe maybe we should have taken turns because I really wanted to just get out of the way all the terrible stuff.
2: Oh, I thought you were done. I'm movie. sorry.
3: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I mean
3: Okay, we'll come back to that. I mean I mean, we can go there already if you want. I mean, no, that's okay. we can just get out of the way. The Everything
0: was terrible. The acting, the one-liners, the... It, oh, how about this? I'll put it this way. Everything was technically
3: terrible. And I set it up for, for me later. Because you were like, well, what, how could you have this criticism, but then have all these good things? So technically, a lot of it was bad except for some of the
0: cinematography or like the background dressing when they're actually down like in the basement area. I mean, it looks all right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The uh, costume designs for the monsters are good. And I know, I, yeah, I know I just, I just, I just, I just swapped. So maybe, maybe we, <laughs> maybe we swap to what you actually liked
3: or, or what you didn't like. Cause I, now I just defeated my own <laughs> criteria of, all right, let me go after
0: what's uh, bad. But so much of it is I, I don't even know where to start
3: or keep going on that now.
2: So do you want me to talk about what was good? Yep. Okay. So I do like the idea of that there's different ghosts. I'm actually looking online into the different ghosts and some of their Backstories. You said that this was part of a feature on the DVD. Is that yeah, there was right?
0: a there was a featurette on the DVD. I'm pretty sure that we have it somewhere. Oh, yeah. It was a featurette, and it was like a mockumentary style, and it went over the backstories of each ghost.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like
0: eleven, twelve minutes long. Um, to watch them all, and that was better probably than half the movie. Mm-hmm. In terms of creepiness or horror or interesting in those
2: aspects right to me i think they could do this right if they did this in an american horror story type way because american horror story what they do right is they take their time on the backstory of the characters and really building that up and i think they needed that in this movie whether they need to remake it into a Limited series, or something like that. We need a little bit more background of the ghosts for it to really work.
0: And that's where I completely disagree. I see where you're getting at. For someone who actually likes this genre, and you really want it to be an actually good movie, technically, I do. Yes, I love this campy, terrible movie, and that's actually why all the things that I that are terrible about it is why I sat through it all and really actually enjoyed it. Because this is not good. The end doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. The, the end leap from Monk doesn't make sense when he has to jump through the hoops. <sighs> no, no,
2: no, no. Yeah. He didn't do anything. Well, Really, he well, didn't
0: do anything the whole movie.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, I want to explain the hoops for somebody who hasn't seen this movie. So, and the ghosts. So, let me back up to Way River and the synopsis. So, there's 12 ghosts. Each of them is a different type of character i guess i should say and in order uh sorry let me back up for a second so the house is actually not a house it's this machine to um i think it's called the eye of hell
0: yeah from the 15th century of a book someone created to open the gates of hell
2: Basically, so that you can see into the past, present, and future, be the most powerful man on earth, blah blah blah. And it's obvious device.
0: when they walk in that it's not a house, everything is glass, and you see through right. everything.
2: I mean, who would live there? Even if you were this eccentric millionaire. Um so it's this doomed stay device type thing, and in order to activate it, you have to put in the twelve ghosts. The one of the ghost right activists, you can say um, comes in to the ho- the house and says, oh, well, in order to stop it, you need to sacrifice yourself in an act of love type thing. Um, the dad played by the monk character, he goes down there, he- he's trying to save his kids. And then he counts all the ghosts, which who would remember all the names of the ghosts after hearing it once ridiculous, but he realizes that the twelve ghosts are already there. And then he looks over and he sees his uncle. He takes off his little well, specter glasses. The characters have been wearing these on and off throughout the film. The specter glasses help to see the ghosts. He takes off the glasses. He still sees his uncle. He realizes he's not dead. And he said, "Oh, you tricked me! I don't actually need to sacrifice myself. That's that was a lie. So that pro- that is what activates it. I'm not gonna jump. Blah blah blah." But he does wind up jumping in the middle of this huge s- machine of swirling rings and somehow survives.
0: That's because Matthew Lillard's dead character says, go to your kids. You can you can make the leap. It's Whatever. not over. But they never really needed to make the leap. No. Because they had the savior of the nanny who goes into the control room. Yeah and to defeat everything she just pushes random buttons which mm-hmm. destroys the machine <laughs> yeah uh, all of this from the 15th century all the way till now the billionaire creates this intricate machine and it was brought down uh, by pushing five levelers up and down five times <laughs> and you know the first button she pushes is really just the uh the spell that keeps the 12 ghosts
3: around the ring
1: mm-hmm.
3: which is on like a tape recorder
1: <laughs> yeah
3: and yet i, I liked it I, I think it's these
0: are the kind of halloween stuff i like it's not serious it's terrible uh technically it's terrible I, what i liked it to be a little bit better sure i didn't i didn't feel any Fear watching it. I didn't fear feel any, and I know that's a criteria for some people. Is like uh, you want to feel. I'm that okay
2: with not feeling the fear. Yeah, I mm-hmm. felt like
0: the ghosts were pretty cool though. Actually, I think the costumes were pretty good, and they were like one of the highlights of the movie. Is like you kind of wanted to see,
2: and that's why I wanted to know more about the ghosts, right?
0: Yeah, and that's why the feature is almost better in that regards, right? To the actual movies because they actually talk about each ghost.
2: I do agree with you. I couldn't quite place my finger on it though. I. But I do agree with you about the dad and that he pretty much, he basically does nothing the entire film. So it's not, yeah, it's not like woohoo, yay, you did it at the end. That satisfaction that you usually get from watching a scary movie, like, oh, the hero did it. He, whatever, whatever it is. But he just kind of sat there and, like, oh, it, that's another thing. When he was originally told he had to sacrifice himself to save his kids and essentially the world, he's like, Oh, I don't want to do it. He's like up against the wall and almost cowering. And like, I don't want to do it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, you don't want to sacrifice yourself. You don't, want, you know, but.
0: I mean, he was, had three seconds to process it. I mean. Yeah.
2: I don't know. It just, just didn't sit right with me. This whole movie. There, There's just so much. To critique, and I guess that's part of the fun of it. <laughs> it's always fun to pick apart a movie, right. but I wanted more.
0: So for the ghost, we had what we had the firstborn son. He's the
3: kid with the arrow through the head,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which is I think the backstory of that is he loved pretending to be a
0: cowboy, mm-hmm. and then he uh, another kid challenged him to a duel, and all he had was a cap gun. And the other kid had like an actual steel tipped arrow, mm-hmm. shot him through the head.
2: The next one was the torso. He was a gambler. And after he couldn't pay his money, the mafia got to him and cut, uh, cut him up into pieces. So I actually liked that ghost in the movie. That one really caught me off guard when they show, showed just the torso and it that one got me a little.
0: But well, when he's saying like, oh, I need these types of ghosts. Why do you need a torso? Right. And why does it need to be a torso ghost? I don't know. How many torso
2: uh, that, that ghosts still, are I there? That's still, I don't
0: really understand. I don't even know what that means. I was trying to think right. of that. Right. It's like, I needed the, tor- the torso or the book says you need it. You need the torso. But then you got to go and
3: find, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you find all the people. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you need to go find specific
0: <laughs> that Oh, yes, this guy got chopped up. He had a torso because his head and everything else was cut. Mm-hmm. So there we go, that one. And then what you had, he had the bound woman, which is uh, like a high schooler, flirted with a lot of guys, had a boyfriend, senior prom night, went with a different guy, or I think her boyfriend ended up tying her up. Mm-hmm. We should probably put like a, a warning at the beginning. As we went from Toy Story to uh, yeah, people being bound up.
2: Um, next, we have the Withered Lover. That is the wife of the main character, the one who had loved her family and then pe- sadly perished in the fire a couple months before this movie was really taking place.
3: And we have the Torn Prince. Um,
0: I'll just have to read it because I'm not even sure the backstory of that one was a gifted and famous teenage baseball player in the 1950s who caught the eye of colleges around the USA. He died in a drag race thanks to his challenger, a greaser, who cut his brake lines. His remains are still buried at the baseball diamond. And his ghost carries his baseball hat. I don't even remember that one. I don't remember one having a baseball bat. I don't remember that one night.
2: either. When I was reading that early, I couldn't I couldn't remember. Um, then we have the angry princess. I think that this is one that, that pretty much, if you watch the film, you'll remember this one. This is the main female character, and she was alive in the late 20th century. She wanted to perfect her body she got a bunch of plastic surgeries but one mutilated her eye and then man i feel like we really are getting some dark stuff
1: (laughs) right yeah we went from toy story i was gonna uh,
2: talk about the next part but it's a hmm, trigger warning
3: i don't think i should say (laughs) oh my god so they loved this ghost. they
0: showed her the most probably mm-hmm. well, at least maybe the jackal. They like to, they showed her a lot. And I think she was actually in probably one of the better scenes where the daughter is in the room and turns on the uh, faucet in the bathtub. And because she doesn't have glasses on, she can't see that the angry princess is like inside there laying down. And like blood everywhere, and that's where she, you know, killed herself. Was inside the bathtub, and then written "I'm sorry" on the floor. It was pretty decent because it also gives you an idea of what's to come during that. Because like, hey, if you don't have the glasses on, you don't see that there's actually other stuff going on, which we didn't actually talk about the glasses in this movie.
2: I briefly touched about, it. yeah. Oh, did you?
0: Yeah. I I like the concept. I like that it's like, hey, you don't know, um, and it's not. I know there's other movies that have done similar stuff, but I do like the concept of there's this other realm what's within your realm. <laughs> it's like right next to you, but you can't see it unless you have the
3: special object to see what's actually going on. But did they do it well in this movie? No, not really. We had the Pilgrim I I don't... I don't think she's really in there that much.
2: I th- I think I saw her once.
3: Which was just a woman who was accused of witchcraft. Um and Yeah, I I think she just got ran out or something of the
0: town and ended up dying of uh starvation. I don't I don't think she I'm not sure her Background was super interesting.
2: Then we have the great child. This one stuck out to me. I remember seeing this one in the film. It was a man, but dressed in diapers and had a bib that was covered in vomit. For some reason, that really stuck out to me, the yeah. vomit on the bib part. And it's supposed to be... um a man they kind of go hand in hand with the next one. The man had been supposedly, well, one says abused by his mother to believe that he was a child his how their life his whole life. Another perspective was that he was mentally disabled and he had lived with his mother at a circus until his mother had passed away and he went around in killed a bunch of members of the circus
0: i think it's one of the more interesting ones where they they come up and you have the creepy lady that's next to him and he's
2: mm-hmm.
0: this bigger guy sitting there with the bib and everything you're like i kind of wonder what's going on there
2: right right and
0: we only see glimpses of like he's just kind of like sitting in blazes, or like you don't see him run at anybody Mm-mm. with his axe or anything wasn't a very active uh entity
2: no him or his mother I also go ahead and do the next one, The Dire Mother. That one, like you said, it it caught me off guard because the mother is so much shorter than the child.
0: Okay, so the Dire Mother is Mm -hmm. Harold. I think Harold's the great child, so she's the mother. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So both of them together were super interesting, um, but we didn't really get to see a lot of them. But one we did see quite a lot was The Hammer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which was a, a blacksmith uh, falsely accused of stealing by a higher up named Nathan and
3: threatened her with exile from their old western town. Um, <laughs> in that, I'm not sure why
0: Nathan's super important to that. <laughs> like right. this guy named Nathan, <laughs> uh, <laughs> knowing he was innocent, George stood up to Nathan and refused to leave one day with George's. Families walking over from the market, Nathan and his gang of thugs attacked and killed them brutally. Enraged, George took his blacksmith's hammer, tracked down Nathan and his friends, beat them to death with a townsfolk chained to him. But the townsfolk chained him to a tree outside his blacksmith shop and drove railroad spikes into his body, which you see in the movies, this giant beastly man with railroad spikes Mm -hmm. all the way through him. And he kind of takes them
3: out of his body to to try to use them Mm -hmm.
2: then we have the jackal this one just reading the backstory just mm. so he preyed upon women in the late 1800s and he was trying to get better i guess you could say and he committed himself to an insane asylum it's very interesting that they specifically named us Asylum in this little backstory. Forhamwood Asylum? I think I said that right. So he's trying to get himself better. And he starts to go insane, scratch upon the walls, and the doctors decide to put him in a straitjacket. And they also, well, he gets free from the straitjacket by chewing through it. So they put his head into that, uh, like a cage. And it kind of reminds me of something that you might see in Saw. I got some Saw vibes from the first one with the head cage. Mm -hmm. And that ghost really stuck out to me because of that.
0: And they kind of get you ready for the jackal because they have Matthew Lillard's character go, Mm -hmm. this is the sign of the jackal. Um, I don't remember exactly his line, but he's like, oh, if. If the jackal's free, we gotta get out of here.
2: Oh yeah, which you
0: would think like that's setting up like oh of all these ones, the jackal's the most, uh, you know, brutal one or the one you gotta watch out for or you know.
2: Right, because the other ghosts they didn't really harm anybody while they were living. He was one who actually did, so he, he he was terrifying.
1: Right,
3: and the last one was the juggernaut, which we did see. Um, a decent amount, which was in
0: life, he was an outcast. His mother banned him at a tender age, and his dad put him to work in the junkyard using his unusual strength to crush cars. Not exactly sure what that means,
2: though. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) After his dad died, I mean, is he a superhero? You know, right? He's an anti hero. So, how he was so strong that he could crush hands with his bare hands. After his dad died, Horace went insane. He would take motorists and hijackers juggers tear them apart with his bare hands and feed the remains to his dogs after several of these murders he was arrested a swat team shot and killed him when he broke free of his handcuffs as it goes to remain in the junkyard oh he's actually the one at the beginning of the movie yes yes
2: because they're
1: getting with his him. body
0: riddled with bullet holes killing intruders that makes sense i forgot that he was the uh very beginning one mm-hmm. in the beginning
3: of the movie is yes. Actually, the worst. Oh yeah, I think it actually almost gets better. I don't know. There's many movies that are like that. Um, I guess there are some, <laughs> but it's so campy at the beginning. The things that they say at the beginning of of the movie are just horrendous. Oh yeah. So, with all that.
2: I want to say one more good thing that I like about this movie before we, were you going to rate it next? Mm-hmm. Okay, one more good thing. What I liked about this was right after this junkyard scene, I like the way that they shot the backstory of the family, how it starts off with the family playing in the backyard and then it's this long 360-degree shot where you hear... The family, and then it, it's the night of the fire, and then you hear that mom pass away, and then the house starts to change from this happy, cheerful, loving place to this just kind of empty house after m- the mom had passed away. I really enjoyed that little backstory. They kept it simple, but it was
0: where you didn't actually you have to sit for another ten minutes to <laughs> maybe that learn was fine it. All? <laughs> Right.
2: I like that shot.
0: And they w- wasn't the same house, right? So they must move to like a townhouse or an apartment.
2: I thought the, it... the
0: house burned down. Oh, that's true. So when a lawyer comes to visit, they're in apartment or towns home right. number six.
2: Yes. Because I remember the window had changed from to a window you could see the backyard to a window with bricks in front of it. So you mm-hmm. know that they're in an apartment or something like that. Right.
0: But he could still afford a nanny, so he's doing all right. I know, yeah. Like
2: <laughs> and then you have to have the nanny come with you all the time.
0: <laughs> right.
2: But you're there. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know.
0: The mother must have been a stay at home mom and, and the dad never knew how to take care of kids.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's fair if it was like, you know, since it was a couple months later, maybe For sure. And
0: it's still fair that he might have he might be trying to, you know, work and then he needs somebody to watch the kids. Yeah, He has to hire somebody.
2: And it makes sense, too. You're going to... Uh, this whole trip was supposed to be like you're signing business papers to claim the house and you wanted somebody to watch the kids while you signed the papers. Right. So in that way, it makes sense.
0: Well, glad he did because she's the one who saved the entire day. Oh, she's the yeah. only one who actually did anything.
2: Exactly. Okay, so time to rate. I'm going to rate it out of skeletons for scary movies. And pumpkins for family movies. Okay. Still out of 10, though.
0: Can you give me the criteria that I have to go by, or do I make my own?
2: Okay, so I always want to keep in mind the criteria of, okay, does it feel like Halloween? And how scary it was and overall story.
3: That's what we'll do for our skeletons. Okay. Go for it. Out of skeletons, yes. As a horror movie, it is a zero skeletons <laughs> out of 10.
0: Um, as a Halloween movie, it did give me the Halloween vibes. It did, I like the uh, ghosts, I like seeing them. I like Matthew Lillard, I like watching him act. Mm-hmm. He says some really dumb lines, but I don't think that's his fault. Mm-hmm. But even those, I'm actually kind of fine with. Um, at first, it was really off-putting, but then once I got the vibe that I don't think this movie even took itself seriously,
3: especially with the jokes, that feeling like Halloween, I'd give it an 8 out of 10 skeletons.
0: So, I have to combine those, a 0 and an 8, somehow.
2: Do you want to go with 4? I don't want
0: to go. No. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> Okay, so the math's not going to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with uh, six out of ten skeletons. Really, I actually really enjoyed it, but if I have to creep, I actually did really enjoy the movie, but if I have to put in the criteria of whether it was scary or not, that drags it all the way down from like a seven or an eight where I actually do kind of like it as a Halloween mm-hmm. movie
3: because mm-hmm. I'm not the horror mm-hmm. fan. It was it was just campy, not even gory. It wasn't even gory. It was
0: just mm-hmm. look through these glasses and see random uh, <laughs> white white light, and then uh, uh, a monster, and then white light, a you know, monster, white light, a monster. And that was the editing pace. Yeah, that actually kind of liked those, even though they were terrible. Well, even though it was terrible editing, I did like that. So that keeps it up, but drag down. I'll say about six.
2: I'm going to have to go... Six Skellies. Th- Six Skellies. I'm going to have to go three. I agree with you on the point that Matthew Lillard save it, saved it a little bit. Is it scary? No. The reason I wanted to rate it as a scary movie as opposed to a family movie, because this is not one that I would watch with kids. No. Um. So that's why The Skeletons. And I do like the idea of the background of the ghosts but they didn't explore that at all in the movie and that
0: yeah, so we got <sighs> by the DVD featurette
2: <laughs> but i i personally like backstories and the dad i know he's going through his own trauma but i just he did nothing for me so 3
0: okay and that gives me kind of a point where he said I forgot about this earlier. Said, the dead did nothing. And I said this out loud when I watched it. Where he's like, Well, you guys stay here. Don't move at all. And they're in this very small room with something spinning in, in the middle of a glass room. No chairs or anything for them to sit down. Just, he said, Don't move at all. You stay right there. Yeah. And I'm going to go sign this in the library. Why not just bring them into the library? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, you need the pod to keep on moving. They need to get separated, all this. They could have chosen a better way to have them go off and do something like, oh, stay in this glass room where there's nothing except for spinning things in the middle of it. And then, oh, yeah, I'm not going to bring you in to sign the papers. Why don't you just bring them in?
2: Yeah, obviously, like you said before, obviously, this house is not a house. I mean, you can just tell that by looking at it.
1: Right.
3: I guess it's the, the hard thing about this movie is once you start. Even
0: trying to say anything good about it, (laughs) you just remember, oh, yeah, this, oh, like, (laughs) oh, yeah, that one. But, like, what's, I think this was really funny is you got to remember the context of, like, I thought this movie was so scary as a kid. Yeah. Even when you said earlier, before we watched this, you said, Have you seen this movie? I said, Oh, yeah. And in my mind, I was like, Yeah, I remember that was kind of uh, scary. (laughs) But, like, a lot of things scared me as a, a teenager. Not I mean, watching it. Uh, this yeah. would
2: be scary. Definitely.
0: Right. Yeah, If it was your first horror movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have even a little bit of experience, there's nothing. I mean, they don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many
3: people actually die from the ghost? Which ghost? Any of them. In the movie. Okay. Don't forget the beginning.
2: Okay.
0: The, the beginning doesn't count with the juggernaut. Okay. When they actually go to the house, the
3: house, the machine, the machine house. How many people actually died from a ghost? One. Yeah, the Matthew Lillard character.
2: Yeah, because the
3: which I think that's the baseball guy we couldn't remember earlier. No, it was. The hammer. The hammer, and somebody else. I thought it was the tor- the Torn Prince baseball dude. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah, because the lawyer actually dies from getting split in half from the glass.
2: Which, how does that even happen? But I digress.
3: Well, I mean... I mean... <laughs> I'm sure it's happened somewhere <laughs> And at I some love point.
2: that he keeps on moving after he dies. It's <laughs> the...
1: Oh, yeah, well, yeah he split all the way in ass, <laughs> but his
0: eyes are still looking around.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that was funny to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the stuff that, I like, makes me like it. That's what makes I know, me. that's why it was funny. The campiness of that just makes me feel like Halloween, and I, that's my Halloween kind of okay, stuff. and then.
3: And,
0: and sometimes I actually like more gory stuff than horror. And this isn't really gore, but, like, more monster, more, I don't know the words to use other
2: than that. Yeah. Well, and then who else? It was the the woman activist which she wasn't really an activist, but she got crushed. Actually, wait. Technically, Cyrus dies from the ghost too because they drag him off. And then they kill him with the rings.
1: Okay.
3: So I guess you can there count you that
2: kind of Two of them. Yeah, two. Which to be Okay, I was not expecting him to be alive. Right. That was a good plot twist.
0: But We knew that as soon as she was in with them, and she took the glasses off.
2: Oh, we did? I missed that, I guess. (laughs) He must have missed
0: it. When when we first learned that she's a double agent, that she was actually luring the monk character to come in Uh and then sacrifice himself for the machine to open the gates of hell. When she first sees, what's his name, Silas? Cyrus. Cyrus. When she sees Cyrus, she walks into the room and then she takes off the glasses.
2: She still sees
0: him and then she kisses him.
2: Oh, I missed that. I did see the part where right before she hits the nanny over the head, she smiles a little bit when she sees Cyrus. So that's what tipped me off that she was actually working for him.
3: Right.
0: And and that's why they make it, make it feel like this big reveal when he looks over to Cyrus later on. Yeah. The uh, the father. I was like, we already knew that when she walked into the room and took the glasses out.
2: But Cyrus wanted the the nephew, the so the dad, to think that he was dead. So that's why he covered himself in the.
0: Right. I was about to get. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that right now. Yeah. I still don't understand that though. Why does. Why does he have to think that he's dead? Right.
2: Why does that matter? Other than... Why does he
0: have to be there at all?
2: Yeah. Other than he wanted him to believe he was dead so that way he would, like, come to the house in the first place. But why does it matter if... Yeah. he's. I, he's I think there. if Cyrus
0: is such a narcissist that he got in his own that's way... That's a good idea. As in, all he really had to do was, like, plant, like, a book that's, like, in plain English. Like, you must... Uh somebody must sacrifice themselves in pure love in for the machine to stop itself. Mm-hmm.
2: Which Well th- y- sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you remember when you fir- they first play the video in the beginning and it's over and it comes back and he's like, Oh, well, you might see me in another life. <laughs> so that was
0: his Wait, little uh, we kn- we
2: kn- <laughs> Yeah. That was like you said, his narcissistic way of, oh, I'm back.
0: Yeah, yeah. He wanted to put on this theater play right that i'm dead
2: i i'm out this all-powerful all man i can even fake my own death
0: right i guess i don't know they don't really explain it at all other than maybe cyrus didn't want him to think like why don't you sacrifice yourself you're still alive yeah <laughs> you're like, well no i'm dead i'm actually a ghost
2: yeah that's a good point and he didn't love anything so i and mean then
0: why but it, it doesn't matter because why was he he didn't need to be there at all Otherwise, As you'd ask Cyrus, like Why'd you build the machine? Why were you trying to open the gates of hell? And now you want me to
3: jump in it? Yeah. And even when he gets up there, Cyrus doesn't even need to be there while he's counting the ghosts. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think, I think he was just such a narcissist. Mm-hmm. He got into, his own, got into his own way. This movie makes no
2: sense. That is the theme of this episode and we might
0: just be missing something there we might miss a dialogue and we did have to stop the movie like halfway when our son uh woke up
2: so if there's anybody out there listening let us know what you think of this movie are we completely Mm -hmm. wrong in our critiques do you love this movie do you hate this movie do you agree let us know
0: yeah i actually kind of liked it even though i'm kind of crapping on it but for some reason i like that i like those kind of movies
3: some of them Mm -hmm. some of them that have redeeming factors i actually do really like the only redeeming factor and this was matthew good old matthew and mr monk all right until next time i'm wall talk halloween
1: You think you're safe, sun rising in orange abstract, but well, monsters always come back.